When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are back. Um, I'm so excited. Guys, we are back for Melanated Faith season four. It's been a long time. A whole summer. Plus, plus, plus. Wouldn't you say, Catherine? A summer yeah, plus, plus. it's been a while. We needed the break, though, I think. We did need the break. Okay, 2020 was a lot. 2021 has been an extension of the lot. And I'm sure this is just the phase of life that we will be in for the next however long. But we are so glad to be back with you for season four. And we've had a longer break than usual for a few reasons. So I'm going to dive into a few of my reasons very briefly. So I am currently writing two books. So I've had my head down in in the sand working. The first, uh, my forthcoming book that I told you all about called Remember Me Now. Um, let me just tell you, writing a book is beautiful and hard and difficult, okay? So it's not for the faint of heart. And um, you just have to put aside all of your thoughts, your feelings, whatever you have to put, think about your pride, all of it. Put it aside. You got to get the job done. And so, yes. So I'm towards the end-ish part at the revisions state of that. And then I am working on an anti-racism journal. And that will be done next year or finished, like, release for people to get next year. So those things are happening at the same time am i slightly insane i in some ways for doing this yes i I do not suggest this do not do what i've done so the other thing um that i've been doing if i'm not writing i'm hanging out with my niece and nephew this summer i've created something that i do with them called activities so that just means it's like our time of like arts and crafts and sensory play which has been really fun. fun and so almost every day they wake up and say hey are we going to do some activities? I'm not going to tell you the names they call me because I don't want people calling me the name that they call me. Um, I literally correct any adult. I don't care who you are, um, <laughs> unless you're my family member. Um, if you call me the name that my niece and nephew call me, I said, don't call me that. Only they can call me that because it's special, what I, it's special to the children. It is not what I want to be known as um, amongst other adults. Um, the other thing is I've been trying to maintain a long distance relationship. Y'all, let me just tell you. I am still in a long-distance relationship. If you would have asked me a few years ago if I would have been in a long-distance relationship, I might have told you probably not. Um, and the fact that I've lasted this long seeing my boyfriend once a month or once every month and a half has just been a miracle in and of itself. So, um, and I say miracle because we are both incredibly busy. He's working full-time in grad school. I just told you all the things that I've been doing and so it's just been a lot plus moving to Maryland and all that happened this summer. So I've been settling into Maryland, enjoying my family, resting because rest is important and um, 
And now here I am, we're back in the things with that we love to do with podcasting. And so I'm just so excited. I have been waiting for this and I'm thankful we took a long break because I'm ready. Like we are hitting the ground running and I feel re-energized to podcast and I feel re-inspired to do it well. So Catherine, tell me what have you been up to this summer? What are you, what have you been doing, resting? What, what's been going on? Yeah. So graduated from seminary in May. So exciting. Um, and I moved home. Um, I'm in Dallas now um, mm-hmm. and started, I took most of the summer off. It's it's actually really funny and a story like I won't get into here, but I <laughs> was really anxious because I really didn't know what I was going to do after graduation. And one of my favorite professors at seminary actually invited me to preach um, at her husband's church. Um, the Sunday between Juneteenth and July 4th, um, which was really exciting because I have never preached on a Sunday before. I mean, I've done lots of public speaking and um, was really nervous. And I think also, too, just having grown up in a more conservative theology where women don't preach on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had a ton of faith in me and asked me to do it. And then we were talking and I was like, I'm really stressed out. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And she was like, just consider it like a summer hiatus. Like you're on sabbatical. And then in August, you can think about what you'd want to do again, but, you know, really enjoy the summer, which that was just so like, so this was like a conversation in June and that it was just like a freeing kind of thing where it's like, yes, I don't have to stress about this right now, luckily mm-hmm. because I'm home and just like the privilege that comes with um, living with my parents and my parents, you know, their resources. Um, I didn't have to work a ton this summer, but August 1st, I started a contract with World Relief doing some advocacy work for them. And I'm also doing um, consulting with the Center for Public Justice. And so, yeah, I have, yeah, a like fledgling consulting company. Um, I do not consider, I am not, I don't think I'm entrepreneurial by nature just because so much comes with that. And I am a sloth. <laughs> Unlike Faith, I was telling my dad this over dinner. Like, I don't think I have a personality where I enjoy being overly busy. Like, I like having things to do, mm-hmm. but I don't like feeling like I have a million things to do and being stressed. Because I, I think I'm like someone who likes to be very intentional with work. And so it just requires like a certain pace. Yeah. Um, and like being an entrepreneur, you often cannot work at that. Like, you have. <laughs> It requires working at a much quicker pace. Spinning. Yeah. And so I'm so I'm learning new habits and as we enter in the fall, like in a new stage. Um yeah. And I think also too with the pandemic and then having been a student, I do like I'm having to learn new rhythms. But um but yeah, I had a great summer. So and I'm excited to be back podcasting. We have a lot of like really exciting guests coming up this season and it's gonna be fun. It is. I think that in order for us to really just, you know, sweeten back up, get into it, we need to do a tell me, don't check me segment. Yeah, I'm excited. I I have some rapid fire questions for you, Catherine. Now, these are like, you know, a sentence, one word or a sentence. Okay, so give me what comes to mind first and answer to each of these questions. First one, your guilty pleasure TV show of the summer. I would probably say Sweet Life on HBO Max. If you could guess how many cups of coffee you've had all summer, how many would you say you've had? One every day. (laughs) I don't know how many days of summer. I've had a cup of coffee every day. Well, 
maybe like one day, but I, I have to have a coffee in the morning to get my day started, even when I'm not doing anything with the rest of my day. So I would say like if there are 30 days in the summer, I've had 30 cups of coffee. Okay. Okay. What has been the most expensive activity you've done this summer? I did a staycation at the end of July for my birthday um, and it was like a lake retreat and ordered tons of room service and just went nuts and it was awesome. <laughs> I would say that's the most expensive summer activity. Do not sleep on staycations. I think people do, but do not sleep on those. Um, what is your favorite memory of the summer? Uh, my favorite memory of the summer? I would have to say probably preaching my first sermon and my parents were there and then um one of our best family friends like made the trip down like surprised me and literally he came just to hear the sermon and then like drove back to dallas fort worth um and that was really meaningful and then i think getting to do it in front of you know my family and my parents and um like a one of my mentors and a woman i really admire was really special so that's probably one of my favorites i love it okay what song was your summer anthem Oh, gosh. Oh, what was my summer anthem? Uh, Okay, I'm going to (laughs) go with Olivia Rodrigo, Brutal. I like, I love that song. Okay. uh, Yeah, I listened to the album a ton this summer, so I'm going to go with, that's probably one of my favorite songs on the album, so I'll go with that. Okay, your turn. Um, Guilty Pleasure TV show. Manifest. It has some cheesy moments, but Manifest, that's, that's what it is, for sure. Okay. How many cups of coffee have you had all summer, if you had to guess? I've been writing a book all summer, so I've definitely had one to two cups of coffee a day all summer. So well over 100, if not 150 to 200 cups of coffee, maybe, probably. That is a lot for the summer. Um, Most expensive summer activity? The most expensive summer activity was going to Tulum. Um, I went to Tulum end of june so i could also like do some writing but i wanted to change my setting and just rest which is exactly what i did i was writing and i was resting love it um favorite summer memory i got to see my grandparents finally um everybody is vaccinated now so um i was finally able to go see them and it had been like a year and a half Um, if not more, I try to see my grandparents once a year. So not being able to see them at all last year was very difficult for me, um, especially because they're just getting older. So that was my favorite memory. I spent a lot of time with them and at least I got to spend at least a whole week, maybe plus with my grandparents in Chicago. So um, that was very special. I love it. What was your summer anthem? My summer anthem. Okay, okay. So there's a lot of different songs that came out in the summer. And I don't know if this song came out in the summer. Let's say, let's say Up by Cardi B. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, I love it. I think that came out in the summer. Um, So yeah, let's say that one. I think a summer anthem doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, because a lot of artists release their summer anthem songs technically before the start of the summer. Yeah, yeah. So that you can have, you know, summer thing. But I love a Tell Me Don't Check Me segment. That was a blast. Um, we're just going to have a quick, fun girl chat. Um, so, Faith, we had a lot. Both of us had a lot going on this summer, mm-hmm. to say the least. What was the biggest thing you learned over the summer? 
the biggest thing I learned, one thing you said that I thought was really interesting, you said, um, whether it was like your mentor or somebody was to say to think of the summer as like a sabbatical. Um, I watched a video of this lady who is kind of like a financial educator type of a person. And she said that she was taking a sabbatical from her job. And I thought that that was so powerful and meaningful because she had saved up enough money to take a sabbatical and where she didn't have to um, decide to go into her nine to five every day. And she was like, this is not saying I'm quitting nine to five work. It's just that I have enough money to where I can take a break from it. And that is exactly how I've felt this summer has been for me um, is really being able to take a break from the nine to five work life. I've never been the kind of person that's like, you have to be an entrepreneur, quit all your jobs and nine to fives, you know, suck. Like that's just not been my mindset, right? Because um, I think there's still benefits to nine to five jobs and not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Um, And I've loved both both of those worlds. And so, but the one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that I'm deserving of rest. Mm -hmm. And I am not just a commodity. And so- it can be really easy in the anti-racism space to just be the person for people to be like, learn from them, learn from them, learn from them, you know, um, and produce, then, produce, produce. Yeah, you're stuck producing con- like content, you know, for days and days on end to keep up with the demand of what people want. And I found that to be very unsustainable for me. And so one of the best things that I did was to step back and say, what do I need and how do I need to rest to take a break? So really resting. And even though I was writing, I had a lot more flexibility in my schedule because I was not tied down to nine to five work, managing people, managing schedules, managing big work projects that I could really focus on writing, but I could also focus on healing and resting my own self and replenishing. And the biggest lesson I learned was that I'm worth doing that. And I do personality wise, like being busy, like doing multiple projects. Like I I get so much life from go, go, go. Um, But I also learned that the go, go, go needs to stop sometimes. And then I need the rest so I can show up in spaces like this and the podcast and do things that I love and I'm energized and I have the mental energy for it. This is probably these most energy, mental energy I have had for podcasting and just different things like that because I just simply don't have the same amount of demands on my brain and time and, and schedule. So sabbaticals are great. I mean, we've both been on one really technically. And so I, I mean, I recommend it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's true. I think I also learned, um, just a really, again, to trust God's timing and that he like knows the things that you need exactly when you need them. You know, I, it wasn't my original plan to like move home after graduation. Um, and that's just how things worked out. But for my family and the season that we're in, I need to be home with my family and I need to be home with my parents. And God knew that. And, you know, I feel like, oh, it's like kind of awkward to be like, oh, I live at home. But I think, yeah, for our family, just in the season, like I just, I need to be at home and it has freed me, you know, to do a lot of work that just like creatively I never thought I could do. I mean, like, um, yeah, I don't think I would have had the like courage to try to to, to, to do or be an entrepreneur or really give full attention to consulting, um, especially around public policy and advocacy if without sort of the safety net of like my parents. And so um, I think that's a big lesson. And I think also to like, um, related to the sabbatical thing, like you are not what you do. Like you don't always have to have 
people depending on you if that makes sense like I feel like I just came from a year of just a lot of caretaking like I loved I loved being a chaplain um at Baylor to undergrad students it was great um but it also was just a lot and I think seminary you know we talk about seminary like academically in the deconstruction and reconstruction process but it's also like an emotional labor and then like coming out of that like not realizing just like the amount of like emotional energy that goes into that and like needing a rest yeah I needed to rest like God knew I needed to rest and I think I was very resistant to that because we live in such a culture of like produce 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 you know if you're not and I think also too like you know, for both of us, like, as being someone who, like, has kind of built an online platform based on, you know, talking about public policy and that kind of thing, and, like, feeling like I have, haven't had anything to say, or, like, it can feel like, okay, if I take a break from this and I'm not mm-hmm. constantly posting content, people will forget about me and I'll lose my place. And I think God really freed me from that yoke. It was a yoke. And I think I um, have learned... Yeah, to your point, like, I'm worthy of rest and part of taking care of myself is, like, retreating Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, just being more present for myself and for my family. So that was good. Yes. Yeah, I think we as Black women are oftentimes carrying the the burden of these caretaker roles. And and I think there's a time and a place for it, right? So... I was in a a big caretaker role and had a lot of people pulling on me for things and removing myself from that has been so freeing for me mentally and spiritually. And it doesn't mean that the roles that you had were bad or that, you know, you weren't graced for it for that time and that place and that season. But it does mean that it's okay to let go of those things, even when it feels uncertain and you don't have it all figured out. I surely did not. Yeah. Um, To also move with family. So Catherine's with family, living with family. I'm living with my brother and his family right now. Um, And I get to be in a different kind of caretaking role. I get to help support my brother and his wife when they need help watching the kids and um, just being able to engage with them. And so it's just a different aspect of caretaking, but it's the one that I need to be in right now. And I need to be with my family. And not only is it great for them, but it's great for me. And so I think Sometimes we can get so caught up on not knowing all the details about how everything is going to work out. And sometimes we just need to take the leap. Sometimes we just need to, you might need to break up with that person or leave that job and try something new and do something different. I think there's one thing that in the, you know, predominantly Christian space that we've taught people that is incorrect is that staying in one place or staying put for an X, Y, and Z amount of time is all about loyalty. And you're unloyal or you're not loyal if you don't stay in this one place, whether it's a church, job, whatever, for a long period of time. And I think that that's not helpful to young people and just to people trying to navigate life in their career. Change is okay. Um, It's okay to say I've been at this job for a year or two years and I want to do something different. Or I know that I deserve more money and a raise and so I'm going to shift my career in this direction. Or, hey, I need to take a break because... I do live in America and hustle culture is real and I've worked myself to the point where I don't even know how to reconnect with myself. I don't know what rest looks like. It literally is okay. And so, yeah. No, I wanted to say 
to two things that you said, I I think that faithfulness looks like different things in different seasons. And I think faithfulness doesn't always require, to your point, that you stay in the job or situation that you're in, right? Like, and I think also ultimately, like God has placed us in community, but I think ultimately like our faithfulness should be to him first and he might be leading you somewhere different. And that does not mean you're disloyal or you're being unfaithful. I think sometimes, especially in environments that are like spiritually abusive, if it's like you need to take time for yourself, that's like, well, you're not being faithful to what God has called you to do. And it's like that using that kind of spiritual language to like kind of manipulate you into staying where you are. And I just want to say like to anyone who's in that expe- like space or hearing that, that that's not necessarily the case. Like you need to separate your ministry from what the Lord is actually saying. Because um, even with like ministry that a great ministry that God maybe called you to, faithfulness in the season looks like rest or sabbatical. And I think also, too, in American culture, rest is like a privilege. And it's so awful and it's heartbreaking to me that there are so many Americans that are working multiple jobs or, you know, one job. And it's like killing them, (laughs) but they don't have access to paid leave or they're not in a financial situation or they have so many people depending on them. They like financially can't step away and take time. And I, you know, I'm I'm sensitive to that. And like, I don't ever want to be like, oh, you know, everybody should just take a break. Like, I realize like there's some realities of why people can't do that all the time. But I would say even if that's your situation, it's like find a way to practice Sabbath for you. Um, Whether that's like a lot of local museums have free museum days or like walking around the park or the public library, finding like free activities. Like Faith said, I'm a huge fan of the staycation, like rediscovering Mm -hmm. your city doing a scavenger hunt with your family and like finding new restaurants, Um, you know, and even if you can't take a full day on Sunday, figure out like to find a few hours in the week, or even if it's 30 minutes, if it's your lunch break, like putting on your favorite podcast, Melanated Faith, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, just like zenning out, like finding that time. And like, I think also too, this is why I feel very committed to advocating for, paid leave because rest should not be a privilege like for christians in creation god rested on the seventh day as a model that he wanted to gift us this idea of sabbath or sabbatical or rest and so i think of anybody who should be resisting sort of the american sort of hustle culture the sort of consumerism like christians should be at the forefront and oftentimes sadly we are not yeah and i and i think you know to your point another aspect of this to talk about is just really how in so many like parts of you know, of our culture where rest is really, you know, a privilege. I think we don't talk enough about helping people um, in career coaching and different aspects of like knowing your options of how you can, even if you don't have a degree, how you can use your experience and the things that you've done to get better opportunities. I mean, getting people to feel stuck and like they cannot get out of the job that they're in, that's on purpose. And um, there are ways and resources and people to help people level up in their careers. Like I am telling you, this is something I feel so passionate about because I feel like people often get so stuck in roles that they're like, I don't don't like this or I don't wanna be in this or whatever. And it's just not feasible 
to think that um, people don't have options or they don't have a way to grow and sweeten up that resume and do something different. Okay, you might have worked in fast food, but let me tell you what, those skills that you've learned, those skills that you've acquired, all those things can be leveled up, rephrased, and you go ahead and get that raise and that management job somewhere else. It is possible. And so, if you're feeling stuck somewhere or in whatever your situation is and you want more time to rest, definitely do some of those things Catherine is talking about. If you want to dream up a new career or a new start or if you want to try something new, there's so exactly. many classes, coding, different things, getting into tech, so many ways where you don't even have to go to college. If you don't want to waste you know, money or if you don't want to get loans, there's ways you can make it happen for yourself. So I'm just really passionate about people not feeling stuck. like and trying something new. It's okay if it's scary, but you you can try something new. Yeah, yeah. And don't sleep on community colleges and Listen. public libraries. I have like been in love with the public library since I moved um, back to Dallas. They offer so many classes that are free, like language classes, coding classes as like an intro. Um, so there are, oppor- like don't sleep on public library, community college as a way to, and even if it takes you, I will say this. I think sometimes to your point, people feel like, well, it'll take me 10 years to be where I really want to be. Right. It's like, well, you're going to be somewhere in 10 years. Why shouldn't it be <laughs> where you actually want to be instead of stuck in a, like a 10 year, um, you know, in a rut and feeling stuck for 10 years. Exactly. Okay. We are going to do our favorite segment in yours. Go off this, but this is summer edition. Okay. So I want to know the favorite moment from the summer. So like your most, the bless, your bless, your most exciting thing you loved and your mess. I'm going to go first, um, just in case you need to think of yours. But okay. so here's the thing. So our good old tax dollars um, bailed out the airline industry. And let me just tell you, I don't know what those monies did for the airlines. Okay, we've bailed them out a few times now. Okay, a few times, and and we you know things are still a mess. So the airlines they're short staffed. They're still canceling our flights and charging us baggage fees. Okay, that's also extra money, and we 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 are still on the back end of not getting to where we would like to be in some ways on time. So that's the mess for me. Um, How many times do we have to bail out the airlines before they can get this right? That's just what I want to know. And as an avid traveler, this is important to me. So if they could just please fix that or stop taking um, my tax dollars, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, The other thing is my bless. So I mean, I think that I have to say what we've talked about, being able to rest is a bless, but also just like family, like the importance of family. That is something that I've, I always talk about because I'm a big family gal, but my grandparents are getting older, like visibly older, walking slower, you know, just everything. Like it's deeply concerning to me because I would love for them to live for a long time. But when I see the changes in their life and their body and everything, it's kind of like, oh, I know that my time with them is limited because that's life. So I think being able to see them and experience life with them and share with them what's going on in my life was special. And so I hope to bottle up those memories and keep them. What about you? 
Yeah, uh, that's really good. So my miss is going to be the fact that we were still in a pandemic this summer mm. and that in a lot of places in this country, it got worse. So much so that I was supposed to go to Europe last year, but yeah. obviously pandemic. Mm. Um, the trip was rescheduled to the fall of this year. And I'm concerned that I'm not going to be able to go because now, because y'all were cutting up and I think that's still vaccination resistance, but I also think even if you're unvaccinated, the unwillingness to like wear masks and socially distance has now created a situation where Europe has taken the United States off. The EU has taken the United States off the safe travel list. And I, it's only a recommendation at this point, but mm. I just, guys, I love to travel. I have not been out of the country in two years. And I really want to go to Europe. And I feel like my trip is about to be spoiled. But so my mess is the fact that we're still in a pandemic and that we're still having the same arguments and debates that we we're having two years ago when this first started, um, even though we have the technology and the answer. And it really frustrates me, like thinking about you know, people in Rwanda or Brazil who would love to have access to the vaccines that we have access to here. And, you know, we're, you know, squandering whatever. it. Yes, squandering it. Um, my favorite moment of the summer is I got to spend a lot of really good quality family time. Um, my brother and I are 16 months apart, but like we had diametrically opposed interest growing up as kids. And so now I think we're in a stage of life like he got married um, almost two years ago maybe not quite two years ago but like they bought a house this summer and so getting to go and visit him and his wife and stay with them was really really fun um mm -hmm. they got me into a lot of really interesting television um and then yeah we did i don't know like i just am enjoying i think in a season of really enjoying getting to spend time with my siblings um and yeah my sister lives in memphis and it's hard for it's been hard because of the pandemic, like for travel and stuff. And yeah. so she was able to be here for a week or so over the summer. And so, um, yeah, same spending time with my family. Favorite moment. I love it. I mean, I didn't even know you and your brother were that close in age. Yeah. We're, I thought he was way younger. No, I we're is it Irish twins? We're not quite Irish twins. We're almost, almost. Irish twins. Yeah. Irish twins. But yeah. So it's been really fun to like get Reconnect to on some yeah. interest. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, y'all, this is how our summer has been going, and we're just so excited to be back with you. We wanted to give you a little bit of an update on our lives and what things have looked like, but we are really grateful that you've been rocking with us. Please join our Patreon because we have something amazing for you happening. So if you have heard of this show, Insecure, Issa Rae. We're going to be breaking down the show and the episodes, so we cannot wait to do that over on Patreon for you. The show, um, I believe, premieres in October, so, you know, just get get ready, get ready. We're going to be doing some um, combos in between um, now and then, but we still really want you to join us over on Patreon and subscribe to support our work. Also, help us to get to 200 reviews on iTunes. Share this podcast with your family and friends. And we will see you next time for a new episode. Bye. Bye.